It's the Jam Catch Up with Janelle and Sam. And this morning we spoke to Professor Catherine Trott. You she, loved it. She blew our mind with science. And also we caught up with Douglas Storm from the Storm Preppers Society. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Show for everyone in Perth. The Jam. With Janelle and Sam. In the studio now, we are lucky enough to have Professor Catherine Trott, who, look, I'm fascinated about what people do for a, for a living. Yes. What kind of jobs people have. And this one has got to be one of the coolest. Uh, she leads the Epoch of Reionization Project. Yeah. <laughs> Which is managing a small group of researchers who are using the Murchison Widefield Array to detect the early universe neutral hydrogen Signal. I'm going to stop you there, Sam. And <laughs> well, hello, that? Catherine. Good morning. And could you please put that into layman's terms? Absolutely, I could. So, uh, what we're interested in looking at is the first billion years of the universe. So is we're that looking, all? Is that, that is? Yeah. That's all you do for a job? <laughs> that, that, just look at the first billion years? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Leave the rest to other people to work on. Uh, but the first billion years is really interesting because we know very little about it. It's very, very hard to see, so we have to look back 12 billion years. But this is the, the time in the universe when all the first stars and galaxies are forming. So everything we see around us today when we look out in the universe, all of that structure was built in that first billion years. And so we're, we're really looking for the, the birth of the first stars, the death of the first stars, oh. and how they got us to where we are today. So, look, it's, it's happened, not just the other day, not, but a billion, 12 billion years. How are you, how are you seeing slash hearing what happened in the past? Uh, so this is the really great thing about the universe and the fact that it expands. And that means that it takes 12 billion years for that light to reach us. And when it's done that, it's actually changed in its frequencies. And so instead of being where we used to see it, it's actually now down in the part of the FM band that we're listening to right now. So mix 94.5 FM is actually looking at two to 300 million years after the start of the universe. And this is a really interesting period to us because this is when the first stars are dying, they're changing the universe, but we can't see it because uh, Mix 94.5 is blasting out the signal for everyone to listen <laughs> Quality to. Quality radio. <laughs> Quality radio. And so that's why we build our telescopes in the desert to get away from this, this interference. But really what we're doing is we're looking at hydrogen in the universe because the, the hydrogen in the universe tells us about what is happening with those first stars and galaxies. Wow. Now, wow. you, yeah, my, my brain's exploding it's a little awesome, bit. awesome. But now, you, you are from Melbourne originally, Catherine. Yes. But you come to Perth. For a special reason, WA is special. WA is special. It's uh, it's got a lot of big nothingness, and that is excellent. <laughs> Honestly, that is excellent for radio astronomy. And so we've built yeah. now multiple telescopes that look at all parts of the universe in the Western Australian desert, uh, because it's one of the few places in the world that you can go to to get away from all the interference and do really great radio astronomy. And so Western Australia has just exploded for astronomy. And there are a lot of international people who work here now because of that. And when so, you say telescope, do you mean those things you can get at the Australian Geographic shop? Like, that you, you know, the, the, the things that you look through? No, not quite. Those ones are optical telescopes. So that's a different, that's light that's in a much higher frequency. We're looking at radio telescopes. So the Parkes dish is a really great example of that. Yep. But our particular telescope uh, is not dishes. It's actually little antennas on the ground. Oh. But it's all the same signal. It's just how, uh, how high or low pitch it is. Oh. That is just cool. That is, <laughs> you get to play with the cool stuff. I'm going to ask you this last question before we go because it's been bugging me ever since you got in here. You're, you're listening to the galaxy billions of years away uh, uh, through radio. 
Is there any chance you are going to hear evidence of intelligent life out there? There's always... Like the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> anything? Not quite sure what the Millennium Falcon would sound like, except that it'd be probably broken all the time. Look, there's always the possibility, and there are certainly um, astronomers who are working on that and using our telescopes to look for intelligent life. It's There's certainly a possibility oh, there. If it's out there, it'll be on 94.5. <laughs> Almost I've got, certainly. <laughs> I've got one more burning question. Okay, quickly. When you were growing up, did were you a stargazer? How did you, how did you get into this very specific field. Yeah, I, I grew up in the outer suburbs of Melbourne and back then you could actually see a lot of stars from the outer suburbs oh, of Melbourne. And I didn't have a telescope. Yeah. I just went out and looked up at the sky, watched Quantum on the TV and went to museums and that's oh, how I got into it. It's as simple as wow. that. Fantastic. All right, get out into the desert, look up, listen hard. Uh, speaking of listening, listen uh, next. Coming up after the next couple of songs, we'll have Fudget on a Budget, fun things to do on the weekend. Thanks, Catherine. Thank you. This is The Jam. Now, of course, over the last 24 hours, unless you've been living under a rock, you would know that it's been crazy. The weather has been crazy and it's probably not a good idea to be living under Uh a rock in this weather. Now, down the line from the Storm Preppers Society, we have Douglas, an expert in all things weather and prep. Good morning, Douglas. Good morning, Janelle. How are you? Very well, thank you. Now, tell us how stretched are resources at the moment? Oh, look, I've got to tell you, Janelle, it's been crazy. I mean, the weather has been coming down in buckets and dogs and cats. So people are just not prepared for this kind of weather in Perth. I mean, everybody's got, by the door, they've got sunscreen, right? They've got a hat, yeah? They've got a towel, but do they have a bucket? No, they don't have a bucket, Janelle. There's not a bucket to be seen next to anybody's front door. And that is the real problem. So we're called out at any hour of the day or night sometimes mid-morning or even in the afternoon. All all hours, really? All hours, pretty (laughs) much. We are stretched beyond belief. So so what is the best way for people to prepare for bad weather, Douglas? Well, um, definitely a bucket. That's one of the things you... Well, yeah, you want to have one just in case. If anything floods, uh, you're prepared to bail it out. A towel is another very good thing to have because you're going to get wet. It's water, Janelle, mm. from the sky. I mm. mean, that's. I mean, it's not the definition of a storm, but it's certainly a big part of the storm is the water. So to have a towel is a good thing. If you can have a sponge, which is great for sopping up muddy puddles, that's great as well. Sponges. Um, I okay. always, yeah, I always like to keep a Twix handy, you know, because a Twix is one of those things that you can just have and make you feel better, and you can share it with a friend because there's two bars in every pack. That's true. That That is true. Yeah. That is true. And Douglas, what has been your most unusual call-out? Oh, the most unusual call-out, Janelle. Uh, it was crazy. Um, we had a man lose his galah uh, in the middle of the night. Oh. Uh, he, yes, yes. Uh, storm happened. Window was left open. Galah escaped. Now, you'd think a galah would be fine in a storm, Janelle. Any yeah. galah in a storm, right? That's what they say. Yes. Um, but the, the, the bird just flew away. Oh. Just flew away. And then he called us in and said, hey, where's my galah? And you know what? We, we, we couldn't help him. It was devastating. I yeah. mean, we were, all, we were all shocked. Turned out the galah was in the bathroom the whole time, um, cowering under a shower cap. Oh. oh. Yes, it was, galahs get scared of storms too, Janelle. Everybody wow. is scared of storms. 
And that is why you must prep. Yes, indeed. And imagine if it had been hit by lightning, then it would have been a flaming galah. But anyway, um, <laughs> one, one last question for you, Douglas. Is there yeah, any yeah. such thing as a perfect storm? Oh, there is definitely perfect storms. They happen all the time. Um, the perfect storm is the one when you are shut up in your house with your loved one with a bottle of Cabernet and a Twix and a candle to make a storm romantic. And that, for me, is my perfect storm. Ah, that sounds delightful indeed. Thank you so much for speaking to us this morning, Douglas, no, and thank enjoy you, this weather. Be prepared. This is The Jam.